killed that guy. Yeah, I know. Anyway. He had it coming. He did. He had it. Isn't that a you song? Ki- from he was talking shit. Yeah, he was talking shit. Yeah. Are you kidding it's me It's from this? Chicago. He was, uh, that motherfucker Walking had it coming. Fourth of July. <laughs> my, my favorite song in Chicago was He Was Talking Shit. Yeah. My favorite was talking shit. Tune, yeah. Shouldn't have been mm-hmm. talking shit. Shouldn't have been talking shit. That's one of Keller's catchphrases. Anytime we say anything sad, Keller's response will be, shouldn't have been talking shit. We'll I be was like, talking <laughs> shit We'll be like, day. oh no, the cat killed a spider. And Keller will go, shouldn't be, he shouldn't have been talking shit. <laughs> well, I, I would counter with, he's right. That's a yeah, Cat yeah. Williams joke. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only the greats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey everybody, welcome to the... I remember f- it being a pretty funny bit. Sorry, I cat walked Williams? right over the intro. You did. Yeah, but as long as we're come on, I want to just uh, Cat Williams. Cat Williams it's he a had funny a good bit. bit. It's a funny bit. He did. He had he was, some really. He good had bits. a really good bit about the 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 war we're, in Iraq. We're talking about him as if he's passed away. He I has know. good bits. He, I don't but, know, but just I don't know. In a special, I don't know we watched because he does have some problematic bits, and I don't yeah. know yes. if he's. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. He also got his ass kicked by like a seventeen-year-old or something. Do you really? Oh, there's footage of like a seventeen-year-old like taking his back and choking him out. Oh my god! Like, but was he the seventeen-year-old like jacked? No, like, I've he seen, wasn't. No, he wasn't such a bummer. He wears a lot of like baggy suits. Yeah. Like that's a lot yeah. to grab onto. Yeah, it is. You know. Hey everybody, not, welcome not to the. Conducive for a fight. You gotta let me finish my thought before <laughs> Sorry. you do it. I'm trying to. I'm. I'm. I'm trying right. to. I'm trying to gauge it. Hector, All start business. the podcast. I don't. I'm just. Honestly, I'm trying to cut you off because once you get going on Cat Williams, you can't I stop. That's true. <laughs> You'll just keep That's going. True. I'm gonna need a gummy bear to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from me is my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm doing really, really good. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I'm doing good considering even the nature of the movie. Well, it's interesting because it, it it all ends on a downer, but like a great Scorsese movie, it's also kind of not all the way on a downer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, we'll get yeah. into it. I Our, feel, you feel like you learned something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh man, glad I'm not those dudes. <laughs> or reinforced in like, man, glad I'm not a mobster in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad my life, I never I'm made I'm glad we're decisions. mobsters in Los Angeles. That's yeah. true. It's cool to do it here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to live in Vegas. Yeah. You know as far I'm as saying? I'm concerned, Los mm-hmm. Angeles is untouched. By the by, that's the mob. Why. Yeah, that's why. No, we actually are. <laughs> there's a, there's a whole books and movies about the fact that the uh, mafia tried to make in, uh, inroads in Los Angeles and wow. they never were. Wow. Through like a coordinated FBI LAPD involvement from like the 40s, they never got a foothold out. Turns out it's just it's fucking crazy. Hollywood and it's just Harvey Weinstein. No. Yeah. 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 Hollywood's crazy enough. <laughs> yep. like, Our guest tonight is a returning guest. I'm so excited about this. He two watched two timers. So yeah. this is your second time. Yeah. On the show. Time. So you're now part of the two timers club. Two-timer means. Yeah. Two Timers Club. Uh, the first time he joined us, we watched the movie Gross Point Blank. Yes, we did, and that was a good time. I like that one. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time watching it. I like it. And again, with this one, it's it's good to see your reactions to it in real time. Mm-hmm. I loved watching. There I love also watching assassins in this. Totally. Yeah, yeah a lot. True. That's going to be the theme for our guest. Eddie Doty Hi. is back. Eddie Doty. I did it. Thank you so much, Eddie, for joining us. Oh, uh, thank you guys. So, so since you have already been on the show once, you kind of know the deal. Like, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the movie, and then we'll talk about. A movie that you're going to pick mm-hmm. that will add to a new list that we're formulating, uh, which we love. We're in love with this new list uh, that all of our oh, guests look at that. have, like, you know, uh, populated yeah. this this whole uh, this whole column here. It's pretty great. I mean, so we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, I kind of wanted to start with asking why. Wait, you want to do the the the, in, the proper intro, and then we can talk about it. 
That's the way you always do it. Okay. That's what we've always done. We can mix it up. You know, we're three years in. This is a baby podcast still in the in the grand scheme of things. Go mix it up. I'm here. Yeah. largely for Keller's intro. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's why exactly. everybody's here. So I know everybody shuts this shit <laughs> off as soon as it's over. And guys, stick around. <laughs> it's going to get pretty good. <laughs> you know, you, obviously, you know Ben Meckler. And yeah. His, his yeah. podcast, Mortal Podcast. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Ben. I'm a huge fan of the podcast. He, If you're familiar with the intro, he sings the intro himself. And I listen to the intro and then I stop because <laughs> it's never and it I can't can, be better. It can't be better. It, it, it doesn't change. But every Monday, every Monday, I get excited when it drops just so I can hear him sing. And it, all it is is a Mortal Kombat theme. And he just says every character's name in every game and he sings it. And that's it. That's the entire intro. That's amazing. It's the best. It sounds like that's why Ben created a podcast so he Pretty could show much. off. He his, probably had that file, his, and it's like, well, yeah. I made this when I was twelve. <laughs> now I gotta have a podcast. It's a pot. He's doing this like Yakko Warner Nations of the World style song. Yeah, I would too. I would design a podcast Sing around it, Hector, that. Too. You know that United States, Canada, Mexico, Panama, Haiti, Jamaica, Peru, right. Costa Rica, and then yeah. I forgot. That's it. And I don't know the rest. Okay. And it's changed since he's had to update it because countries have changed. Countries have changed. Yeah. Um. So I we'll do the. Wrote Say it down in stone once the Animaniacs said it. It was like, well, we, they were like, that's this will, it. This will be Czechoslovakia forever. <laughs> <laughs> no one can change it. All right. So I, I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't mean to eavesdrop, mm-hmm. but like I just saw Amy's email to you. Oh. And the title, the subject title of that. And, oh. And I, I, it kind of broke my brain a little bit. Okay. Uh, that's fine. I'll share it right now. It's, it, it was not an email, but it was a, um, was it a message? <clears throat> it's like a, me- it's like a message group for the, the DC hosts. Okay. And the, 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 the the name of the group is uh, Beast Boy Pubes are not a crime. That's what somebody cha- I think I forget who changed it to that, but Beast Boy Pubes can be seen in season two of the show Titans, just very briefly. Very briefly. So we had a real fun time with that uh, at the DC. Uh, just like our host, this is sure. just a, this is not an official company. This is this is a text chain between friends, and it's called Beast Boy get haircuts. Or can he just like affect the, what his hair is going to be? That's a great question. Ooh, because by the way, he changes. Different animals have different hair lengths, and, right? And if he dyes his hair mm. as a human, does the does whole it change? animal change? Yeah, if he oh. becomes a hyena, does it like have like a crazy? Yeah, fucking... I don't know. That's a great idea. And you I know. didn't mean to put anyone on blast. It just Wait, literally no. stopped me dead. Yeah. In my Wait, were the pubes green? Because it came up on it came up on the screen. Does that he have green pubes? I'm not going to spoil it. Spoil it. I will. Fucking watching Titans, and that's what we were disappointed at. We were like, honestly, could have just sprayed a little, little green. Yeah, no, not those enough are, commitment. Those are great questions, though. I like how you guys kept it clean and we're talking about like his haircut. Here's the like, deal. I had the yeah. questions. I had the questions. I'm going to no, lay some groundwork normally, first. And then. Normally, like comic book fans or even outsiders, their, their first questions are always like, does the thing have a rock dick? Like it's those kinds right. of, you know. Yeah. No, but, it's uh, like. Yeah, what is it? It's like Shape of Water. Yeah. <laughs> How can Superman get Lois pregnant without <laughs> killing her? Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of thing. thing. It's like, well. well yeah. He's been on Earth for a while. He's learned to. The gravity to gauge yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's a gentle sure. lover. Mm-hmm. She just treats the world around him like cardboard. Mm-hmm. We've already that's mm-hmm. been established in a cartoon episode of Justice League. It's fine. Guys, read a book. Beast Boy pubes are not a crime. It's fine. He can yeah. have them. Hashtag. Read a comic. Happens all the time. Read a comic book. Yeah. Talking about pyrokinesis. Okay, the first tradition. What on the episode? Keller pyrokinesis when Stu- uh, his <laughs> car blows up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keller and his stuffy British guy voice. Stuffy it's British serious. man. What movie are we talking about tonight? Three hundred and ninety-five casino, nineteen hundred and ninety-five. Director Martin 
Scorsese originally dismissed Ooh. as a Goodfellas retread. Mm-hmm. Scorsese's Gangsters in Vegas Chronicle has improved with age. A complex, terrifying, <laughs> virtuoso look at mob minutia <laughs> and Sharon Stone upstages De Niro fact. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with that. I, That's I, true. Stone Keller, there's no lies told in that entire yeah. description. Yeah, actually, yeah. I... I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with it. You got it. You nailed it, Empire. They got they gave mm-hmm. Sharon Stone I, a lot of stuff to play with. They did. This. They did. It it boggles my mind that when we talk about Casino, like the first sentence is it doesn't the conversation doesn't begin and end with Sharon Stone because I was saying mm-hmm. during the movie she really does kind of carry this whole thing on her back mm-hmm. like for much of it. Like for, mm-hmm. I mean it's it's the the character of of Ace, but really it's it's about him ostensibly. But man, it is every scene she's in, she just dominates. And it's one of those, this conversation was happening when Marriage Story just came out. Right. And that scene between Scarlett Johansson and, um, uh, I want to say Kylo Ren, but you know the actor's name. Uh, mm-hmm, uh, Adam Driver. Mm-hmm, Adam Driver, mm-hmm, thank mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. I know Adam Driver's name. Adam um, Driver. Were yelling at each other in that really intense and sad scene, and that was clipped and you know taken out of context and put on the internet. And some people were like, this is amazing acting, and other people were like, they're just screaming at each other. Mm-hmm. Screaming's not acting. Mm-hmm. And I... I think that's a really interesting conversation because it's like it's hard. And that's what this podcast is. That's what be it is. About. It's hard to is do screaming act. Is it? And it's hard to do both and do them well. And both for me is what Sharon Stone was doing. But I think it's also hard to do what De Niro was doing because yes. in many many scenes he was reserved. And it's like, is that just Robert De Niro as an actor? Is that the character he was playing? Is that the real life person he was playing? Is that the, what the script called for? I don't know. But he was, I think, fantastic, Robert De Niro. Um, but it did remind me of similar roles goodfellas especially mm-hmm. you know yeah. the way that that the animaniacs cartoon show lifted goodfellas to turn it into the spoof good feathers and it's basically the same thing the de niro pigeon is always calm mm-hmm. and the little pesci pigeon is always that's it and you know goes yeah, and yeah, gets yeah. in a fight and i'm like this is this movie this is goodfellas and yet it was still very good <laughs> it was yeah. very good yeah well but sharon stone's great it's, it's, I was saying, you know, because these are obviously based off real people. Um, you know, Ace Rothstein character is based off Frank Lefty Rosenthal. Um, Ginger was her real life analog. His wife was named Jerry something, I forget. And then mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I forget the real analog for uh, Pesci's character. But when you look at all three of them, you're like, oh, that's, yeah, okay. Mm. Like Jerry was like crazy attractive, about 15 years, uh, Frank's junior. Yeah. And it, all, it just aligns. It kind of reminds me of how like, if um, like when you're in film school or when you're like fresh out of college and you're making like short films with your friends mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh, I'm going to write this character. And Oh my God, uh, Jimmy would be perfect for that. You mm-hmm. know, or like my friend would be, I mean, it's totally that it's that story would be that if you made a fan film about whatever it's like, Oh, my friend's big. He can be Vader. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's that kind of mentality. I think where Scorsese says he finds these stories that he's drawn to and is like, Oh, I got guys. I got guys for yeah. this already. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, yep. Yeah. So it's just that, that part was always like, you see the real life in influences between these people. And it's like, well, of course he's going to get like, let's see, there's a mobster who was five foot two and Italian and angry and then like scary. Yeah. You're going to Pesci. And you're good it. friends with Joe Pesci. I know. Now, right? I know. How like, what are you going to do? It's perfect. It's perfect. So um, what if he does the same thing in yeah. Goodfellas? Yeah. Like not, but like, it's not the same thing. Like he's doing a half ass Chicago accent in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> what was the line you, you isolated Kelly? I can't even remember what, what it, it like, was like. Uh, if there, like I forget. over there, he really like yeah yeah he he picks that. like a solid twenty lines that yeah. he's gonna really try to do a <laughs> yep. Chicago accent, <laughs> and then the rest of it is just well, 
Sharon Stone was amazing in this. Yeah. And and this is this movie is a another great reminder of like, yeah, because everybody else you said, Eddie, like De Niro is this this guy, Ace, was fifteen years older than her. Yeah, roughly. You know, um, this movie is a great reminder that like she, she is a knockout of a human being and an incredible actor. And what she had to do was was very, very difficult. And I think that she pulled it off wonderfully. If if I would have a critique of that of her and storyline, it would be like the movie does not show her in a very positive light. But she was a drug addict and she was going through all this stuff. And yeah. she, you know, the movie just very easily sort of sides with De Niro's character yeah. while still being like, look, this guy was a bad dude. You know, he's like a mobster. Because the but movie even still is let, lets Robert De Niro get off. Yeah, because that's, but then it that's does, what that's, happened that in real life. That is what actually happened. Exactly. And she ended up, and I'm, I'm assuming this is also true, that like she, she overdosed in Los Angeles she when she, you know, yeah. so it's like, and and that she, I don't, and I don't know if this is true either, but this is what's great about the movie Casinos. I had never seen it. Keller had never seen it. But watching it, it absolutely made me, made me go. And oh, Eddie I'm knew gonna, everything about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. We'll, we'll talk about that too. But but I was like, this does make me want to like any great film based on like true events or a true story. Make me want to go and read how much was true and how much mm-hmm. wasn't. The scene where Robert De Niro came home and his little girl, his daughter, was tied up, Ugh. right? Because Sharon Stone was like a little out of her mind on drugs, alcohol, whatever, and was like, oh, she's asleep. I just want her to be here, and I'm gonna leave the house for. Well, like that was horrifying yeah. yes so it does not show her in, the, in a positive light this is not kramer versus kramer like like oh well, there's two sides yeah, yeah you know, no like you are rooting for de niro to like either get through to I her i just want the child to go to a grandparent is honestly i want the child to go to that italian mom martin scorsese's mom that was hey, making don't meals. curse hey yeah. stop cursing so much go live with her yeah exactly <laughs> um okay so eddie yes first question is why did you pick casino when I sort of sent you a list or whenever it was that you picked yeah. it. Um, and and then we can talk about sort of your experience with the movie. But why Casino out of all these other movies? Well, I think like there's you guys do such a great job of like getting guests who have a lot to say about a lot of these movies. And uh, and I know most of those people. So it's like I kind of like as I'm looking through the list, I'm like, oh, well, you know, this person probably good for here. This was, mm. I always try to like money ball a little bit and try to find the movies that like you would have a hard time filling. So Casino less so this time around. But like Casino, I've I've I've, I used to I grew up. I spent two years of like my early childhood in Henderson, Nevada, right outside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. And during this era that it was filmed, uh, we were, we had moved there for a job for my mom over at GTE. And I had kind of grown up in that same era as like the movie is winding down. That's like the first memories I have is of the early eighties. Las 80s, Vegas. Yeah. I mean, that was what we said. I mean, like we lived in a very small suburb in Henderson and Henderson now is a full fledged city. Back then it was still development. Our backyard, mm. we had this wooden fence, Outside of that wooden fence was just fucking desert. You know what I mean? So it was like, it was still new. Um, and, you know, every Friday, though, we'd go into the city. And my older brother and me would go to the arcade uh, mm-hmm. for like 30 minutes. My parents would give us a few dollars. And then my dad would be the <laughs> at the Circus Circus, the arcade, and the sports book were right next to each other. Crazy. So my dad would go right there he'd have an eye on us but like you know he'd, he'd watch us from there but he'd be there he'd like you know he'd bet on, on games and whatnot yeah. and we went to the stardust which is the analog for the tangiers in this movie the mm-hmm. stardust is essentially in the movie the tangiers is an amalgam of four casinos but the stardust was definitely the biggest and mm-hmm. so like the first memories of childhood i have are at the stardust in this hazy smoke-filled you know uh wow. casinos and just like and and just driving through downtown and like 
the first um, funny story, the first word I ever like the first words I ever read aloud in front of my parents were billboard on the strip. And it was for the movie best or the greatest little whorehouse in Texas. And so we were driving we're a stoplight and I read aloud the greatest little whorehouse in Texas. Mom, what's a whorehouse? Like, honestly, yeah. wow. Able to, the first word you read was whorehouse. Yeah. Well, and I, that I, is I stumbled over impressive. That. I stumbled yeah. over that. Saw, that's impressive. Like, like W H is a comp. Yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a hard one. And so like, and because of that, my mom thought like, Oh, that's cute. Fred, when did you teach him to say that? Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't fucking teach. But so like my earliest memories are of that town. And then, you know, my brother got married at the Excalibur. <laughs> like, you know, so like I have all these reasons to keep coming back to Vegas mm-hmm. and like, I just have all these weird stories. Like, do you now listen, Keller yeah. asked you this before we started. Do you love Vegas? Do you hate Vegas? I, Where are you? I don't. That's like asking you if you love the four or five. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I hate the four or five. Yeah, right. That's but an like, easy question. But like you can have, you can have a pleasant drive on the four or five when you're like you not can. on traffic and it's like the skies, it's, it's beautiful and you can enjoy it. Yeah. Like, you can so you have a top do. down, but, but it's like, it's just a part of your life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I used to compete in jujitsu a lot and a lot for a long time in the mid two thousands, all, all the big jujitsu terms were in Vegas, mm-hmm. huge jujitsu and MMA community out there uh, and fight community out there. So like I'd have to go to Vegas a lot and like, it's just part of life. Yeah. I, after four days, I start to get, I start to bug out. Yeah. Um, and I have kids now. It's so like, and of all the areas like me and my wife and my kids could like vacation at mm-hmm. Vegas is not at the <laughs> top of the list. My brother lives in Prump. My brother and his family lives in Prump. My, my nephews, they live in Prump, which is 45 minutes outside of Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, I was shooting, uh, I was at a production company about 10 years ago. We shot at the SEMA convention, which is a big automotive convention out there. Uh, I do, I do legitimately loved the Star Trek experience at the Hilton. Oh man, that was oh, yeah, that you went to that right now. Now, what did you go to? He's talking about the Star Trek experience, which was like a restaurant and a bar, Quark's Bar, man. Yeah, what? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I used to get these things called a Borg it, Sphere. It's not there anymore. Oh no, no, they took it, it closed down like about five years ago or something like that. I've or? never been, and Shit. I'm so bummed. Hector, what the fuck were you doing? I don't know. You're not a real fan. On, I don't know. Hector's on not Twitter a real recently, just kidding. never been. On Twitter recently, I revealed. Uh, there is a photo um, of which I have no memory being taken of uh, they had a Gorn statue oh cool and he's holding a stick and I was using the Gorn statue as a Wing Chun dummy Uh, so I'm like I'm yeah that's awesome there's a photo of me with that and yeah that was just like that's what my good memories are with my friends being Mm -hmm. stupid and then but again, by if you get there on a Friday, by Monday you're, it sucks. you need to leave. Yeah, you need yeah. To get the hell out. It's no too offense hot. to anyone it's living there. Let's no, go, dude. No. But it is just Let's like do a spa weekend. It's like the worst place and the best place on yes, earth all yes. at once. It's just crazy. So it's Disneyland? like it's like the Hollywood Boulevard, but just but have you never been to Las Vegas? For for very small stints. Sure. Oh sure. wow. Like hours at a time. Out, yeah. Well then it's gotta be the most like fun. maybe three hours. No, yeah. it wasn't. It was yeah. terrifying <laughs> all the time. My friend uh my friend Sean, uh internet funny man Sean Baby, uh Seanbaby.com has mm-hmm. a very famous story uh about fifteen years ago. Uh they him and his girlfriend at the time and his friends and their girlfriends at the time rented like a three bedroom condo i think for like a five day long thing mm-hmm. and uh as you know when you walk the vegas boulevard there are guys with these little cards for strippers and hookers just mm-hmm. flicking them mm-hmm. in your general they direction. just do that yeah so uh sean uh took um stacks of these he would go uh, up to the guys amazing. and go, give me your entire stack amazing and so they had several thousand of these mm-hmm. and just covered the floor 
of their condo. Gross. And then the girls were out and then the girls come back and they were so drunk they didn't even notice. They didn't oh even notice like God. that they're slipping on like a sea of like So yeah. That's great. That's I want to see somebody make a groom I can't suit sleep unless there's a layer of stripper yeah. cards, <laughs> stripper cards. Yeah. I want to see somebody make like a groom's suit and a wedding dress out of those, out of those. and they <laughs> get married at Vegas because that'd be the ultimate Someone's Vegas Vegas done. see like bad cosplay of it you said Vegas yeah. Vegas Vegas <laughs> yeah because that's Vegas ultimate that's a Vegas Vegas, Vegas wedding that's wow. a Vegas not only Vegas is it squared not only are you getting married in Vegas but you're dressed in those cards that's a Vegas Vegas wedding yeah. Vegas to the Vegas <laughs> power that's why Hangover is bullshit they didn't have a fucking yes yeah, that movie. that's why that movie's bullshit yeah it is. That movie is shot in Vegas. That movie doesn't care about getting anything about Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, I think, that's not a Vegas I think movie. The I Hangover think that's why we're here. Does a good job of capturing people's idea of Las Vegas, yes. right? Yes, that crazy exactly that. like exactly la 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 will I get my money right. Oh. Yep, that's I don't know it. what just happened, but I love it. <laughs> I think that's kind that's Kanye West. It's Kanye it's um, from the Hangover. Oh, right, so, yeah. <laughs> you have this experience with the actual city and then the movie mm-hmm. because it sort of uh, captured the last years of your childhood when you were there and then you guys moved. Yep. Um, came when out you were 19- in the mafia as an eighth. I was a bag man. Uh, no. yeah. And then you remember when it came out in 1995 when Casino came out and, and uh, you, I'm sure you've seen it. How many times would you say you've seen it in your life? I, I worked at the... UA theater in Montrose, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, when and so I initially saw it in like twenty minute chunks uh, on every break. I'd, I'd go in there and just take my lunch. Yeah, while you said it well, took we're, you a year. Yeah, <laughs> it took me a year. Honestly, I don't think I saw it until like well, quite some TV. time. It was home on on yeah. video. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my yeah, dad were, got it. You were saying tonight that uh, while we're watching it, that the scene where Joe Pesci had a dude's head in a vice. <laughs> you were like, you were like, oh, that. this is the first twenty minute chunk I saw of this movie when I walked in on lunch break. And I, was I was like, like Jesus Dang. Christ. And it was like, it was a three hour. We put it in our smallest theater. There was like mm-hmm. maybe five people at any given sh- screening of it. Great. Uh, but no, I, I saw it. And then I was like, uh, cause you know, my dad had watched it and like I said, my, you know, we knew the city well and Frank Rosenstein was a real person. Mm-hmm. Like he was in the news. My dad, I think had met him once like very briefly. Wow, yeah. What? Like at the sports book. Yeah. Just like he wore a pink suit. Probably. Crazy. Yeah. Easy. Um, like not, but not like some crazy big thing, which is like, mm-hmm. hello, you know, it was like saying hi real quick. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so it was just when I watched it, I think I was. Your De Niro was, impression was impeccable there, by the way. That was good, good <laughs> De Niro. Uh, hello, hello, I'm, I'm De Niro. Um, <laughs> That's what he says. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's just a fucking half lump. Uh, no, but like, I remember th- I was taken aback, like, because I remember when I was 19, it was right before we went back to Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I think I was like, I remember walking in Vegas when I was like 19. I, I just come back from. Uh, from boot camp and like I was walking through the city and I was like shit I forgot how good that movie mm-hmm. it captured Vegas and mm-hmm. I think when we talk about the movie I think like what they score says he does really really well is he doesn't focus on getting the big details right he really focuses on getting the multitude of small details yep. all the things happening in the background yep. the um, there's so many layers of just accuracy to this the, the way he lights it the way he lights everything in like this overblown random spotlights in places the way that there's always just a little bit of smoke in the air, especially in like early eighties Vegas, that was a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. And as a kid growing up with a severe tobacco allergy, that was not fucking cool. <laughs> um, like it was, just, it was, there was just this glow, this weird glow and not just from the lights, but like just, there's just this weird ambience that I can't even really fully articulate that the movie gets. And you talk to anybody who lived in Vegas during that time. And like, 
they it, it, you feel it. It's a really visceral reaction I have yeah. to it, even now. Like yeah. even, even I don't ever think about those years very often in, until I'm watching something like this. I think it's really impressive that the movie made in 19, or released in 1995 all of the fashion we kept commenting on the suits that they're wearing, Seriously. right? All of the like the cars and the sort of like set set design is all really really brilliant. So it, it, it really is like I mean, there's that scene where he's running through all the different um, parking garages. Every car mm-hmm. is period. Every mm-hmm. and there's like two dozen cars in every setup. And and, it, and if that stuff isn't, if every car's not period, it yep. still feels like it. It like yep. you know. Um, I don't know enough about cars to yeah. tell the difference. Anyway. Yeah, they're, they're just uh, big rectangles back then. So honestly, yeah. watching yeah. the movie tonight, 2020, mm-hmm. do you have any? What's your sort of overall thoughts? What are your takeaways watching Casino tonight? Does it still hold up for you? Is it? Are you? Are you finding cracks in it? Are you finding things you enjoy now more? I think it's just really good example of everything Scorsese does. Mm-hmm. And if you're a fan of those things, you will, I've, I've said it before. I, I put this film above Goodfellas. Uh, I think all the that's stu- high praise. I, and I think like all the things that he starts in Goodfellas, all the things that he like, cause good, Goodfellas came first and mm-hmm. as like, not, not certainly not the first Scorsese. You had, you know, taxi driver, King of comedy, you had all that stuff before this, uh, raging bull, you had all that stuff. So Scorsese was well established when Goodfellas came out, but mm-hmm. the very, when we talk about a Scorsese gangster film, mm-hmm. you think Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. And it's true because it, it was kind of first through the door for him with those actors, with that style. But all the things he starts there, because I recently watched Goodfellas and The Irishman along with this. As like wow. A, as like, because those three really do belong in the same sort of And you had a together. solid two weeks time to yeah. <laughs> Christmas, get through man, that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In-laws, I'm watching my daughter and trying to get her to fall asleep. You need to do something. Um, yeah, nothing's going to put her to sleep like the Irishman. <laughs> she did. She did. No joke. She, that shit works. <laughs> the Irishman totally works. That and The Witcher totally worked for her. Great. Um, but no, you watch those three together and like, I feel like Irishman is kind of its own thing in a lot of ways, but Casino and Goodfellas are very much simpatico. And I just, everything he does in Goodfellas, I just see him doing it a little bit better. Mm -hmm. The staging is better. The camera work is better. I think, I mean, I've always will and always will sing the praises of Thelma Schumacher. Mm -hmm. Like she is, at her absolute, she's a beast in this film. The it's editing is like impeccable. It is so the movie. Airtight. It's so good. It's so airtight and it's so precise. In certain cuts, well, that is you were all out. any yeah. Scorsese movies are. Yes, considering ninety percent of it is voiceover. Yeah. of you and you watching clips. He he definitely he's like an architect. He directs like an architect. Yeah. he knows exactly how these eight scenes are going to interlock together. Yep, he can make the callback to it. What's going to be being yeah, shown while exactly. it's being said? Mm-hmm. When it comes to his his visual presentation. And yet she's the one actually with the rivets and the bolts, like fastening it together and making Mm -hmm. sure that it pays off. Cause in a lesser editor's hands, that shit would come across so bad. It would look hacky because she's so fast and like the back and forth and the, all the things that like I see like when I, in my career as an editor, when I would see like younger editors kind of come and start in, in, in unscripted and like all these little basic things, dither dissolves, punch ins, all these like, all these like things that should not work because mm-hmm. I'm so used to seeing not Thelma Schumacher doing them. She makes them work so well. And like, it's not like she's doing something crazy uh, lately. Best editing is often confused with most editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the Academy votes fucking no offense to him, cause he's a great editor, but the guy who cut um, uh, Bohemian, Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody, it's mm-hmm. like he made a lot of edits. That's all you can say about it. He made a lot of cuts. Yeah. She understands how precise it is and just, and how down to the frame and the half and how, how things just connect together. And she's so brilliant at that. And like 
we take for granted just how good she is and how and how important she is to Scorsese as a whole. Oh yeah, how much he trusts her with just like uh, all of this. Just like Quentin Tarantino's editor collaborator, Uh, Salamanca. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Sally. Yeah, she passed away, and then he. To be fair, he's brought up someone from that department who worked with Sally. Got it. So like, Got it. and who has and who has known Tarantino a while and has been able to do that. That said, I mean, God knows what his more recent work would have looked like with yeah. Sally and Bored. Sally and Dodie uh, Dorn. I mean, there's just a whole like one of my favorite yeah. examples. Like, there's there's a bunch of moments where I was where I noticed Once how Upon good a Time the gives me these vibes like crazy though. Like yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it makes me think of Casino a yeah, lot for yes. sure. Uh, I love the moment where we are hearing Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro give their own narration throughout the film. And then like in the last 30 minutes, oh, and that, like, Frank like Frank Vincent, Vincent gets Frank his Vincent when is eyebrows. talking to the other big dude. He's like, do me a favor. Is he, is he, is he sleeping with Nikki or she's sleeping with Nikki? And then it like the movie paused to the point where, and like the sound dropped out it's a glitch where I thought it was a yes. glitch. I was like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Our TV, the Blu-ray, like I was like, what's happening? But it was the perfect length because then immediately his his VO it's came in. Like, fu- there's so many so funny. Like, what was I gonna do? I'm not gonna lie. Hilarious moments in this. Yes, like when the kid will not stop fucking with James Woods. <laughs> she is the best. That she kid is, so is incredible. And when uh, Martin Scorsese's mom is so mad that he will not stop saying <laughs> that, that freaking that that guy will cut. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did you know? Did you notice that every time they were on the uh, casino floor, it was nonstop wall to wall music. Like all the soundtrack choices were wall to wall. I mean, I noticed a lot yeah. of songs. I'd like I didn't to notice see the that song detail. list. That's yeah. great. I did not notice it's, that detail uh, because that's that's being on a casino floor. Yeah, you get yeah. fresh oxygen pumped in to keep you awake. And no windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's and no <laughs> clocks. No windows. No You're clocks. You're not allowed to know no what time it doors. is. No, you are not. Well, D- Disneyland has <laughs> the same modus uh, operandi. Disney <laughs> sweetens the air, like in like the interiors, yeah. makes it everything like, smells like smells the pop. The, none of the popcorn smells or tastes as good as it smells. Exactly, exactly. exactly. No, it's yeah. it's uh, and that's what I'm saying. Like it, it gets all those details correct, and he's just so precise. Like he's mm-hmm. in this movie in a way that he's almost not. And then we were talking about earlier, but like De Niro as a leading man in this is just a stronger leading man than Ray Liotta. Yeah, at the end of the day, and yeah. The dynamic and Lorraine Bracco is great and a really underrated part of Goodfellas. Yeah, but Sharon Stone is doing the work of her career in this movie. Mm-hmm. I want a movie called like Mob Wife or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. with her. It's called That's- Married to the Mob. But I mean, but, like, the but Fran, that, not with Fran Drescher, right? No, yeah. is that who was That's in Fran that? Drescher, dude, wasn't it? It's married to the Mob. Michelle so. Pfeiffer. It oh, it been. is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah. <laughs> Fran Drescher was in another one though that was like mob based or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, no, um, it's just uh, that's what I'm saying. I just I stand by. I think it's a yeah. stronger film. So, and, do, is this your favorite Scorsese? No, Departed. Departed. Departed is still like mm-hmm. I was a big fan of Infernal Affairs, uh, the mm-hmm. movie that that's based off of, which is it's from a Hong Kong. It's a Hong Kong. It's a okay. Hong Kong crime movie. It's it's not a John Woo, but it's in the vein of like early John Woo, mm-hmm. uh, and it only came out like three years prior to Departed, mm-hmm. so it was it was relatively recent. I think he's doing stuff in that, and I think he's actually operating a little bit outside of his comfort zone, mm-hmm. and then. You know what I was saying? If you like Scorsese, this is the most Scorsese movie, I feel. Casino? And, uh, casino. Yeah. And, yep. and part of that is is his endings. Um, Scorsese, he doesn't really end his movies. They just sort of stop. Mm-hmm. It just there reaches a point where, okay, well, this series of events happens. He sort of trebuchets the characters either to a grave or doesn't the Irishman like in the same way, yeah, just exactly. Robert De Niro's face and then he cut to the credits. Same with Goodfellas. <laughs> he gets relocated. He picks up a newspaper off his front lawn. Ah, 
That's it. Yeah. That's that's the movie. Like I that. said, the reason I like Casino, I'm going to say it, I like Casino more than Goodfellas, and mm-hmm. it's because I just like Robert De Niro more than Ray Liotta. Yeah. And, he, yeah. Well, and also, De Niro in this is playing a much more interesting and layered character than Liotta. You know, oh. Liotta was like yeah. caught up in a wave of stuff, and, mm-hmm. and he was kind of an up-jumped schmuck. It was all supposed to be cocaine. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cocaine in both movies, I'll say that. Like, mm-hmm. But like in this one, you know. But Ray Liotta's performance was cocaine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he was like, hey, man, this guy does cocaine. Ray Liotta's like. Taking Got the it. note, <laughs> <laughs> cocaine and chantix. Yeah, uh, but yeah. yeah, but yeah. It's uh, I think he just has more agent. Frank has more agency, or Ace has more agency. Any in this movie. scene when it's De Niro and Pesci, yes, like arguing, so good. And then like so ten good. minutes later, them being like, "Okay, here's the deal." Them being friends again. Yep. Yeah. It makes me feel like that might be their real relationship. I bet they've been in like a screaming match before. <laughs> Talking about acting? <laughs> Talking about acting, yes. Well, it's so like, well, this is what I think you should have done. I don't want to fucking do that yeah. in the scene. Yeah. <laughs> I think so that's good. the book that it's based off of um, uh, by Pelleggi. It's uh, Casino, Love and Blood on the Sunset Strip. And it, or on the uh, on the Vegas on the Vegas Strip. And it's, um, it because that was like the hook for Pelleggi and then also for Scorsese was that it was a mob story, but it wasn't undone purely by ego or drugs. It was mm-hmm. it was undone by like love and family and perceived slights and mm-hmm. and just people being good to each other. And this metaphor of Vegas is a town where it only operates if you're if you are good to another person. If you have that sort of like mm-hmm. like we're gonna all take care of each other out here in this desert. And it's impossible to take and it's care. It's impossible of to do something yeah. about the expense of yourself. It's like yeah. Yeah. it's not meant to be that way. It's a town built on taking advantage of people. And yeah. you can only be so good for so long without that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. It's, it's That's literally yeah, what the man. whole town is taking yeah. advantage of poor suckers. Yeah, I I love that the cover they even charge too much for dinner. It's true. Yeah. I love that the uh, good though. I love I'll that the it. that the cover of the Blu-ray is De Niro, Pesci, and Sharon Stone. Because I'm like, that's the that that's is the like three. the triumvirate that's of a, this film. That's so, those are the strongest characters. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's father? Who's son? Who's Holy Ghost? Oh boy, <laughs> probably. I'm gonna put Sharon Stone, father, father, <laughs> and then yeah. I'll, I'll put son. Maybe Joe Pesci's son, son, just because he's a little buster. Yeah, <laughs> Holy Ghost, <laughs> and then De Niro's a Holy Ghost. Um, but their their relationship their their relationship between those three characters is the most interesting. And about an hour into the movie. Pesci and Sharon Stone are like comforting one another, and I was like, "No, they're not going to hook up." And then Eddie, you were like, "No, no, no, no." And I was like, "Okay, I, I oh wait, but wait until we get I, to the third yeah, hour of this." Yeah. And then I was like, "What? This is insane! They're going to have an affair." So, yeah, it's and, crazy. And uh, you know, uh, and it really happened. Oh, I got to drop the bomb on you now. Um, yeah, there's so a bomb. there's a bomb because after fr- uh, the real Frank Rosenthal's death, it had been revealed through a Freedom of Information Act request mm-hmm. uh, that both. Frank and Ginger mm-hmm. for a long time were um, FBI informants. No way. Yeah. So a lot of the FBI tips were actually, was actually Frank Rosenthal. So, and, and Ginger, cause she had gotten pinched. Uh, he had gotten pinched. And so he just rolled at, like really quickly without much pressure. He just rolled. Wow. And then like, he wasn't giving up everything. He wasn't giving up the whole ghost, but he was, there was a reason why. And the other reality is he was actually put on the black book for a time. Wow. Uh, but he's the only person. Well, he, they in all history. like everybody did still keep him at an arm's length yes, the whole time. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. like the and Jew had to. the whole yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and he was and he was out there for himself. But for but he, to this day, Frank I think is only the only one or one of like two people to get his name taken off of the black book Whoa. of the people who can't be in Vegas in anymore. casinos. And I th- and the the rumor is that he was able to get that done through his FBI connections. Wow. Yeah. So he was able to do that for a while, and then you know, Ginger, yeah. Uh, Jerry, her real name, Jerry something. She yeah. was, 
she was part of it too. I think they had both gotten pinched together and they both just, they were raising kids and they just, they rolled. Jesus. <sighs> that's that's insane. FBI couldn't fucking do anything about her drug addiction. I know. Because they didn't care. Uh, the FBI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the FBI, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're the ones who did um, most of it. So Keller and I had never seen Casino before tonight. And I and Keller asked me, he's like, what's your favorite Scorsese? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know because I really like The Departed. I really liked um, Goodfellas, obviously. I, I think The Taxi Driver is great. But these are all great movies that I'm not somebody who... We're borrowing the Blu-ray from our buddy Cameron Rice. He's, you know, I'm not somebody who's I don't gonna, know how many Scorsese movies I own. Or would want to rewatch constantly. Because they're just like these epic sagas Some that people like, can just throw on I, Goodfellas. I don't know if I can, can rewatch Departed time. anytime. Really? Departed, that's like the darkest of the, yeah. any of them. I, I like that movie because it's about processing trauma and how you don't have like a lot of time to yeah yeah you know that's I mean? why you yeah. can throw it's it also on about any time what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, I have three children yeah. okay you're uh, constantly am, processing trauma <laughs> no I'm constantly bombarded with fucking Peppa Pig mm. you know what I mean okay, like I, true. I, get, you gotta, I, I need to, I need a ballast I need mm-hmm. to counteract you're like I need to bit. see Jack Nicholson break a dude's arm I just I, I, I yeah yeah I'm also the dude who like I come from documentaries and like I've I fucking watch I've I've watched multiple viewings of um um uh, oh God! Just the yeah, uh, the act of killing. So like I've watched wow. multiple screens of that. And, like that's yeah. That's whatever reason I have. Like I can detach a little bit and like mm-hmm. watch it as a film. Yeah, Man. so you know. that's it. That's impressive. So <laughs> so I think right now my standing is that Casino is probably also my favorite Scorsese. It might movie. be nice. I really enjoyed it. I Mine really yeah too yeah. But I need to go. What I'm saying is I also need to. I still haven't seen Irishman, and I need to go mm-hmm. and watch a lot of. Scorsese and kind of do the Scorsese film school because Martin Scorsese films are not because he, he's so prolific. Yeah. It's like Spielberg. It's like, yeah. what's your favorite Spielberg? I haven't seen them all. Not sure. even close. And always, I, and, you know, yeah. And it's like, I, yeah. yeah, exactly. John Goodman's so funny and always 1941. I don't know. It's it, but like I would want to do that's Keller's favorite. I love Empire of the Sun. That's my favorite yeah. movie, yeah. too. If I tried being, to do the uh, soap bar shaving thing when I was like 15. Really? It didn't work out. It doesn't work <laughs> so well. It doesn't work out so <laughs> You got to get some Japanese soap. Yeah, that's, that's, if, that's I got to get taken problem. prisoner mm-hmm. in a Manchuria. Be, mm-hmm. yeah. If I'm being real, it's probably going to be Jurassic Park for my favorite Spielberg. But that's again, I want to in my life go back and watch them all from from like his from throughout just yeah, his whole career. Yeah, you got to see 1942. Yeah. Is that 1941. 1941. But it's like maybe I'll get to E.T. and feel different. And that's a movie that doesn't speak to me the way that his other movies do. But anyway, I want to do that same thing with Martin Scorsese and really like just like immerse myself in his filmography and see. I tried to see, a little bit before yeah. the Irishman came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would recommend his, he'd actually does some documentary work from time to time. Like I, would, I love like that. We're doing. Yeah. Uh, oh, did the Give Me Shelter? Not Give Me Shelter. Ooh, the, no, uh, we're doing the the band one, The Last Waltz. Oh, oh right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a that's Scorsese movie. Uh huh. Yep. Cool. He's done a few concert films. Yeah, that's awesome. he's, he's, like he's a done the Rolling Stones, Stones ones. Yeah, of, course, did, yeah. of course. Uh, so Keller, what a are Bob your one, your think. overall thoughts on Casino? Ooh, his George Harrison documentary is fucking. I don't really? think I've seen that one actually. Really? Watch that, guys. Yeah. Oh, he's guys, a big, big George Harrison fan. Three hours long, just as long as this is. Is it called yeah. My Sweet Lord? I don't think so. Missed opportunity. What's it called? called? George Harrison the movie. George Harrison That's the movie. It. You will believe a man <laughs> yeah, can yeah, yeah. play guitar. The original motion picture. <laughs> the original yeah. motion picture. Yeah. Uh, Keller, overall thoughts. Casino. What do you think? Uh, might be my favorite Scorsese movie, as we just said. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci could that uh, talk. Yes. To each other mm-hmm. at any volume and at about any it, about emotional anything. depth. Yeah. About anything. Yeah. Forever, and mm-hmm. I would be happy. Like I want to <laughs> sit in an Italian restaurant with them at another table and meet another table. Someone bringing me pasta and wine over yeah. and over again, 
well, they might scream at each other. Yeah. But it's someone, but it's someone, brothers. Someone does get shot four hours in. Not one of them. Somebody Somebody. else. Somebody else. Yeah. And I'm not getting up from my seat. Yeah. I'm still going to keep beating pasta. (laughs) I'm still going to be drinking wine. They are incredibly compelling. I loved, uh, actually, Hector, I loved how tense you were throughout Dude, this entire thing not even throughout it the gets, beginning it gets yeah. when nothing happens yes. after okay the opening is they show you robert de niro dying in a car bomb or, or at least dying. you know yeah. you think he dies so that was a great reveal at the end too but but um the whole first yeah, hour the fact is that them, we knew nothing that happened. that was so fun all. this movie came out when i was four years old this movie so came yeah, out when i, I was had no context i was going eight in. In 1995, wow. I was wow. eight. Um, wow, you're so much older. Than but me. that's no excuse. Oh, I could have seen it at some up. point. You could have seen it when you were eight. <laughs> yeah. What I are could, you doing? I could have seen it when I was 18. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But just the whole first hour. Yeah, I should have rented fuck, it at some dude. point. <laughs> but the whole. And by the way, thank you, Gennady, for watching this three-hour movie with us. Oh, it's yes, it's thank a, you. It, but it doesn't fine. feel long. I watched it twice in the last two weeks. Leading up to this. So I can brush up. Oh really? God. Dude, let me tell you something. You do more work than not have we've to do ever that. done. <laughs> my daughter does not fall asleep unless I hold and her. And she loves Robert De Niro <laughs> and no, that puts her right to no, sleep. No, what ends up happening is if I set her down, yeah. she wakes right the fuck up. Yep. And neither I nor my wife can get anything done. Oh. So uh, I just, I, she conks out within five minutes of being on me. I turn on the TV. I need to watch something mm-hmm. just to keep myself awake. Why just not me? anyway? Right? But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. That's the... I did what else to, he gonna do? Grayson was about to walk in right as the head vice thing was about to go down. So I was like, ah! Yeah, just, yeah. You know, they're they're headphones. Don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> He's fine. So uh, listening to a song. You know, but that first hour is them setting up the relationship it's between just all them the characters. talking really fast talking. and they'll just get into like a very they're smiling the whole time mm-hmm. but they're and in an argument like, and then someone like says something very personal it's like why what what, what why are you yeah. still sleeping with yeah. that woman and they're yeah. like well why did you bring that up yeah. he's already kind of mad at you yeah i'm just gonna make him more mad at you this it's yeah. just so, that it's over so and over again because you just know you think joe pesci and robert de niro might kill each other at any time throughout yeah. this entire movie. and you also watching it uh, having never seen it before i knew that every single thing was going to like pay off in a yes. way where yeah. somebody was going to yes. fucking die by the end of this Pretty movie. Much. Like any, like the moment we they called showed every person who was going to die, they, but also the, a lot of people fucking die. Yeah. The so moment they showed, hard. um, James Woods, I was like, this dude is dead. Oh, he's yeah. going he to die. And didn't he disgusting mustache. Live? He lived. Seen. He lived. I was <laughs> he wrong. died. The real guy ended up dying of natural causes. I think a wow, few years son of a after bitch. this, the Joe Pesci character, he died exactly with, the way they with his brother, with his brother in a cornfield in a cornhole in Illinois. Uh, in 1986. Wow. So there's a little bit of con- compression in the timelines. Yeah. A bit. And then as you know, as like a lot of books and articles have said about this era, this didn't end the, the, like the, the outfit, the Chicago mob, it didn't mm-hmm. end their presence in Vegas entirely, but like it significantly weakened it. Mm-hmm. It definitely, the corporations moving in and opening their books to the city and the state and the County, and also like once corporations came in presented their books and realized no one's skimming mm-hmm. half a million dollars a month uh we Ve- can make we money can, vegas was like wait you mean if we kick the mobsters out we get more money oh yeah. my god and yeah. so it just as he glosses over it in the end there but yeah the corporations coming in and buying up assets uh, largely funded by junk bonds and real estate ventures them doing that should prove to Cook County into the state of Nevada that there was a lot more business to be had without organized crime. Yeah. So they got out of the casinos and then they took over a lot of like used car and pawn shop rackets. But the the mob lasted officially all the way until 1997. Wow. With like two car dealerships that like two old guys had bought. 
And then like once that once those guys had like sold or been run out of town, then that was it. That was to this day. There's no like, but you don't need it though. You know what I mean? Yeah, a, there is. That we know of. I will say this: the new mobsters are the, the Wall Street guys. I, I will oh, say this, man. and I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just I'll just put this out there. But um, so you know, there's a lot of a lot of the casinos still have names. Are you making beef right of, now? Yeah, you don't make beef. I'm pointing out public history. You can find out. We can okay. make some beef. Uh, okay. But no, like uh, Binion's Casino, where the World Series of Poker was hosted forever mm-hmm. uh, in downtown by the Golden Nugget. Um, in okay, in Las Vegas. Yeah, in Las Vegas, in the downtown area. Um, Binion was this guy, Benny Binion, who was Benny, Benny. mob backed, and he was from a Texas outfit, another Texas me. outfit with. Uh, a couple of guys uh, who were last name of Fertitta. Fertitta, if you know your MMA, those are the guys who bought the Ultimate Fighting Championship in 2001. Yep. So like the, the Fertitta brothers themselves were very clean and legit, but like their fathers and grandfathers definitely oh. had roots in like Midwest organized crime during that time. So, so I was going to ask... the casinos ask, in Atlantic City? Are those mobs still? I don't know. Some of them were. Some of them definitely were. I mean, like it's, I mean, it's also like it's mixed up in the, the trade unions and like some of this other mm. stuff. Like, Irishman actually does a really good job of kind of going over that and how Hoffa was it. involved and how it was just. I got to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the the pension funds for a lot of it's those unions were used as leverage to to secure you know loans and mortgages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just part of it. Wait. They leverage people's retirements. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. God damn it. Okay, wait. What was the bomb you were going to drop on us? Did you already drop it on us? I did. The I fact forget. that he was a he was a uh, informant. informant. That's crazy. That's a good here's, bomb. That's a good here's, bomb. Here's a question I have though. Yeah. The mob basically leaving the Chicago mob basically leaving Las Vegas. In uh, you know, in the early eighties, leaving or Las Vegas, mid mid eighties. Yes. How much of of that organized crime stayed in Las Vegas throughout the nineties when the hotels like Excalibur and all corporation backed, all corporation. All corporation so backed, it's all. Yeah. It, and then I'm asking then follow up question: Is there any of that still to this day, or is it just now all like a like a clean everything? Like, everything was bought up. Like the Stardust was wow. was a, was built with mob money, but like was so okay. So this is where it connects to the Godfather. So cool. Vegas yes. was Vegas was originally. A lot. I mean, Vegas was a town, but if you notice, like, and we can talk. It leads in this uh, the character of of Ginger, right? Mm -hmm. She wasn't from Vegas Mm because nobody at that time was. Very few people were from Vegas. Mm -hmm. Vegas was a gas stop. There's work in Vegas. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. on the like GIs would travel from the military bases in Nevada or the Midwest, Colorado Springs to LA. Mm -hmm. They needed a place to stay halfway through. So a couple like small things and gambling was, I think legalized in the Mm twenties just because there was literally nothing else out there. Mm -hmm. And Bugsy Siegel, uh, who, if you're a fan of the Godfather, he's represented by the character of Mo Green. Mm-hmm. I'm Mo Green. Yeah, Mo Green is like the Bugsy Siegel character. Okay. Uh, and the 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 movie Bugsy with Annette Bening and um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who plays Bugsy, uh, Annette Bening's husband, um, uh, Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. That does a really good job of like laying out that history. But cool. his partner was this guy, uh, Meyer. Oh gosh, uh, Lemons. No. Nope. No, it's. Um, Gosh, his name is his name uh, Linsky Meyer Linsky. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I know about him. Meyer Linsky. I was so, a type of produce. You hear a lot about these casinos that are uh, Siegler Linsky, like buildings and real estate deals. Mm-hmm. Godfather Two, the character of um, uh, Hyman Roth, mm-hmm. is based off of Meyer Linsky. Mm-hmm. So that that gives you an idea of like of, of what they're doing. A lot of those initial casinos, like the Flamingo, which was like the first big one, that was a, a Siegel Linsky. 
Um, a lot of those early deeds were built by those guys. And then as Siegel and a lot of those guys like sold their interests, they sold to the, like the Chicago outfits as the, as new things were being built, like the Stardust, Mm -hmm. the Stardust was still relatively new when I lived there. Mm -hmm. Uh, but the Flamingo, which is still there to this day under the same name because they, they kind of have to, that's like their history. history. It's one of the OGs. Yeah. It's one of the OGs. You gotta, you gotta like keep that. But the uh, the frontier, which I used to like, mm-hmm. I, I love going to shitty Vegas. That's what mm-hmm. I miss. I miss shitty Vegas. I miss the, the golden West. nugget. I'm, the nugget still miss there. The cigarette yeah. smoke. I miss I miss the Imperial Palace, which was this horribly dated, oh. Oriental themed. Oh, <laughs> it was so, so bad. bad, so bad. I miss I miss that one. I yeah. miss um, I miss uh, the Westward Ho, which. You could get a room for like sixty bucks a night, oh, like God. you know what I mean, and like it's just I mean I miss that really shitty mm-hmm. old timey Vegas, uh, and that lasted through the late nineties and early two thousands. But like ever since the Win and the Bellagio and all these like really high end resorts have opened, you don't get that as much. Um, there was one I think it was the Boardwalk, mm-hmm. and it was like it had a working roller coaster on it. Mm-hmm. And it was designed like a Coney Island yeah. thing, and it That's was yeah. there. Cool. And now it's that giant mall. Now it's yeah. that giant mall that's like right there on the strip. That's right. That's right. So it's like yeah. all of that, all of the the vestiges of old Vegas in my mind, you have to go to downtown to get it. Like yep. the Fremont street experience. Yep. But that's even now they have zip lines and all this. Yeah. other Hell shit. Yeah. It's Hell just, yeah. it's touristy. Hell yeah, and, zip lines. and it's so funny how casino ends with that shot of like the retirees walking in the older mm-hmm. folks. And you're like, yeah, this is that's new Vegas. Ve- it's Vegas. it's families now. It's and all I, I remember in the nineties growing up and kind of lo- learning and knowing that like, they're trying to make it like Disneyland. Yeah. So my mom and dad like took me and my sister out there a few times for little vacays and stuff. And uh, I'm sure my dad was gambling or whatever, but like, <laughs> I'm telling you, they had bomb ass arcades. They yes. really did. The arcades were dope as hell. They really did. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So those are our thoughts on casino. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. Eddie, thank you for sharing of all course, of your man. insight and and thoughts and life experiences with this Las movie. Vegas knowledge. Las Vegas knowledge. Uh, <laughs> it kind of, th- this is now shot up to Mafia knowledge. To Ocean's Eleven level of a movie that I want to watch before going to Las Vegas. Do you you know never, I mean? You've never been. I've yeah, been to Vegas. This is definitely going yeah, yeah. up you, there with a movie yes. I want to watch. Instead of going to Las Vegas. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you got to watch Casino, then Ocean's Eleven, then go to Las Vegas. Yeah. So, you know, get that experience. Yeah, Casino first, and then Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right, so now we get to to ask Eddie oh boy. to contribute any movie in the world. Now, it could be the movie we watch tonight. If yeah. Wait, so, so Terry Benedict's not real? <laughs> okay. Terry Benedict? Not no. That I'm no. Danny Ocean no. is, based on a real yeah. guy, George Danny Clooney. Danny Ocean. Uh, uh-huh. Let's go yeah. ahead and hit that Apple F, because I'm going to search for a very Ooh. specific... Uh, well, we can do this. Or, this. or the... We and go all this. the way up to the very, 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 very tippy top where the numbers are. Sweet. Ooh. Okay, it's not in here. Oh. All right. I'm gonna, what, I'm gonna recommend what movie? a movie. Oh, oh boy. Fuck, that oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Reminds me a great deal uh, structurally and thematically of of Casino. It's not Casino, but a one that reminds me a great deal of it. But and it's in this, and it's also based off of true events. I know mm-hmm. what it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. Do you know? No. no. no okay. uh, have you had Maggie Levin on the show yet? No. Okay, Maggie Levin. Uh, shout out to you. Uh, this is please come on the show. Please come on the show, Maggie. You're awesome. Please come on um, the show, Maggie. But also because her and I, when we first met and first started doing some work together, we brought up our mutual love of this movie, Ooh. and that is Twenty Four Hour Party People. Oh, never even fucking heard of Twenty Four Hour Party People. Hour party I people. have. It came out in two thousand two. Uh, it stars shit. Can't remember his name. Um, he uh, shit. He's uh the 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 trip. The Michael Caine. Oh, Steve Coogan. Steve Coogan. Sorry, Steve yeah. Coogan. Stars Steve Coogan. It is the true story of um, 
Tony Wilson, who was the co-founder of Factory Records in the UK and mm-hmm. the in the exact same time pe- uh, period as this, late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. he discovered bands like Joy Division and New Order and Happy Mondays. Oh wow! So he, like all the good music of the eighties can the be good, attributed to him. All the good UK music. He wow. he w- he co-opened a club called the Hacienda, which was the birthplace of modern electronic music. Um, and he did it in a business model that he literally writ- wrote in his own blood that said, we split uh, all the money with the artist 50-50. Anyone can fuck off at any time. That was the actual factory records contract. And um, he did it in his real in for his real own blood. fucking blood. That's and badass. It's, <laughs> it's narrative. It breaks the fourth wall all the time. Um, it stars, <laughs> it is my absolute favorite, um, oh God, I'm blanking on names today. Uh, talk it out. Golem. Um, oh, Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. Andy Serkis. It stars Andy Serkis. It's even the best Andy Serkis, even better than Claw. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because he plays the producer for Joy Division's music, uh, Martin wow. Hannett. Wow. I bet that's and amazing. He plays, he plays, uh, both pre and post fat and coked up version of Martin Hannett. Whoa. Hannett. And uh, it's it's just amazing. It's an when amazing did this movie come out? Two thousand two. Two thousand two. It starts off. So this is like young Andy Serkis. Yeah. He had just been crushing it as Gollum for a yes. for a cameo. He hadn't. Uh, and and two towers hadn't even come hadn't out come yet. Out. It was still six Whoa. months out. But he just done all that work already. He'd yeah. done all that so work. He was like, he wait. Just come home. He kept having to stop doing the voice during shooting yeah. this movie. Uh, <laughs> the actress who plays Moaning Myrtle in Harry Potter. Oh, oh amazing. Shit. Uh, she plays. You know, she did the voice of Babu Freak. Yes, yeah, she did. In Star uh, Wars. Really? Hey, yeah, she did. Yeah, that's her. She plays. That's her. She plays Steve. Coogan's wife in this and there's a wow. there's this to give you an idea of the movie there's this great scene where um Tony Wilson like walks into a bathroom and he finds his friend and his wife having sex in a stall oh, no. and then they have like a funny little dialogue thing and he walks out and as he walks out he passes a janitor and the janitor looks to camera and goes I have no memory of this happening and that's the actual guy who it's based off of oh no <laughs> it's, it's like so great. it's just a good it's just a good um Self-aware. It, it, it's self-aware. It, it breaks the really fourth fun. wall. Um, the, and, and and you're saying it reminds you kind of like of Casino yeah. and sort of like it's a it's based on true events. Based on true events. It's about people who create this wonderful thing in this wonderful time, in mm-hmm. this wonderful place. Mm-hmm. It was not built to last. Mm-hmm. It was. It had a shelf life from the moment it was built. Wow. And it changed the world. And wow. It's, it, uh, Great and, comparison. Yeah, and that's why it just it reminds me so much of that. It's also very cheeky. Uh, the narration is nonstop. It's British. Mm-hmm. It's very British. But he's cheeky often feckers. breaking the fourth wall, acknowledging that he's in a movie. Yeah. And he's also acknowledging that, like, yeah, some of the shit is probably made up, but, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, if you watch the big... Um, that Adam McKay movie with uh, short, the big, big short. short, big short is a hundred percent ripping off 24 hour fire. Okay. Like if you okay. listen to, I was about to ask, movie, is it, it like is, that? It is a, I mean, and I only, it goes from I, narration to all of a sudden I'm going to talk to you and all of a sudden yeah. you're Selena Gomez. Yeah. It's kind <laughs> of like, uh, like, okay. So Tony Wilson in his day job was a TV anchor for Granada TV. Mm-hmm. And he, the opening bit is shot on like vintage news cameras of the time of, hi, I'm Tony Wilson with Granada TV. And here we are with uh, the new fad hang gliding. So it's just, Alan Shepard. Uh, yeah, well, he's kind of. Uh, that's I'm. I'm doing a horrible Steve Coogan. Uh, and so, like, it. the opening scene is Tony Wilson, the news reporter, strapping into a hang gliding, and he's hang gliding, and he fucking he soars, but then he crashes hard, but he's okay, and he stands up and dusts it off. He's like, "That was Tony Wilson, Granada TV, signing off." And then he walks over to the movie camera, looks mm-hmm. the audience dead in the face, and goes, "Okay, so um, that didn't happen. I mean, it did happen, but it doesn't really have anything to do with the movie you're watching, but." thematically it might make sense for the rest of this. I'll just say this, Icarus. 
And if you understand that, great. And if you don't, <laughs> that's okay too, but you should read more. Uh, I want to watch this. Fine. Yeah. I want to watch that's this That's really great, man. Now. That's a great recommendation. That's a perfect. I know that I've heard about people, I've, I've heard people in my life talk about 25-hour party people. Um, so like young yeah. directors have tried to do Scorsese things. Yeah. Like Paul Thomas Anderson has made Boogie Nights is mm-hmm. the Scorsese movie about porn. Yes. You know, uh, <laughs> Boss Baby is the Scorsese, Scorsese movie, about, movie about babies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Of course. He gets whacked. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to watch that movie now. It's, I am too. Dude. And that would make a great like double feature casino and 24 hour party people. Mm-hmm. They're both long. That one's about really? two and a half. Jeez. You know, so I got to watch good. That's, I'm going to put good. that one on the list of movies I watch before I go to Vegas. 24 yeah. hour party people. <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. I mean, it cool. also, um, it stars in various capacities, like many of the real people from that era cool. in different like the roles. janitor yeah, yeah like yeah, the janitor yeah. like uh or is it like how uh billy idol played billy idol in the wedding singer that kind of thing <laughs> not really no? like but like the like when they get to they're the very section aware where, of billy idol's celebrity in that <laughs> yeah section. Right. uh when they get to the section where they're talking about like the happy mondays actually got my this, way billy the female singer from the happy mondays mm-hmm. is actually playing herself in that. very cool that's um, awesome but yeah so yeah well that's dope uh eddie thank you so much for Dude, being on our podcast you. man for very, watching very a three-hour movie yes <laughs> okay for a postmates order that got messed for up for watching a three-hour movie three, three times, times in rolling, two weeks i hadn't watched it in forever i felt like i had to brush up on it what movie you gonna go home and watch while your baby falls asleep tonight oh. hour party people um, gonna throw on the irishman again homegirl is really into uh great british bake-off so oh, hell yeah that. good calm mm-hmm. my watch she loves Relaxing. the witcher soundtrack so i might throw on some witcher ah, um, cool, cool, cool. and uh oh the oh uh speaking of ben meckler uh kippo and the age of wonder oh Beast. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Guys, yep. watch Kippo. yep watch kippo and the my age kids of wonder are Beast. my kids are my kids are really into that so. that's very cool that's yeah. very cool well that's getting a season two right i think so congrats I think so. ben i think so yeah which is great i feel like they do those in huge batches and then they kind of release you know little by little but um um, Kelly, what movie are we talking about next week? And who's our guest going to be? Next week, we are talking about Cloverfield mm. with Danny Fernandez. <laughs> our guest is <laughs> going to be yeah, that's Dana awesome. Fernandez. Mm. I uh, will listen to the hell out of that. Which is great. That's going to be fun because um, I like that movie. I own it. I think I like I that I think movie. I do. The it's first like, time I liked it. Yeah. It but, is the best episode of Felicity ever. Yeah. But ten, it's Felicity but, with a monster. Yo, 10 Cloverfield Lane blows oh. it out of the water. Yeah. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I didn't see the other Cloverfield yeah. one. It's not good. Paradox? No. I heard I bad like things, but I've also like heard it. good things. Yeah. I, I'm not just being a, a, a ironic little shit. Um, if you watch that movie, especially the first part, mm-hmm. operating under the premise that it is an episode of Felicity where a monster drops into it, <laughs> it makes all the sense in the world. <laughs> all right. Well, before next great. week, i got to watch all of Felicity, I guess, because I've seen none of it. No small task. Maybe just the first season. Okay. Maybe that's all you'll need. But, oh, I should probably tell everybody where Cloverfield is viewable just real quick that was um, on Netflix for a bit uh, yeah probably let me just pull up the Just Watch streaming search engine app uh, this episode is brought to you by not Just Watch but we would love some cash if in the meantime if way. you guys want to rate and subscribe us and uh, yeah. leave a little review five stars Ooh, good on news. iTunes please Cloverfield be a is pal on Netflix. Netflix oh fuck everybody has that you can watch all of them you can watch Cloverfield then you can watch <laughs> Tink Cloverfield Lane then you can watch Cloverfield Paradox yeah and then you can watch Cloverfield the animated uh, series yeah pretty my, good my fanfic that I have now yeah exactly so go watch Cloverfield on Netflix you got no excuses it's only an hour and a half it's not a casino but also watch Casino in case you didn't watch Casino and leave a review of go this to podcast Vegas. go to Vegas leave a review Pick up one of those hooker cards. <laughs> yeah. Make a dress. Make okay. A everybody dress. goes to Vegas. Pick up a hooker card. Mail it to uh, our mail PO it box. to our PO box. Uh, one to three. No, thank Go you. Find, it, find it on the iTunes. <laughs> Just kidding. That's not it. Don't try and, to mail that. 
Eddie, where can people follow you or your work on the internet? Is there anything uh, you want to point them to? Uh, not yet. You got secret stuff? <laughs> I got some secret stuff. Is there anywhere people can kind of... Uh... By the time this drops, it'll probably be out, but I don't want to risk it oh, just in case. Okay, well yeah. then don't mm-hmm. risk it. Yeah. Don't risk it. Uh, thank you again for thank coming you. by. Uh, thank at, you at Kirby so dot Matrix on Twitter. That's my There name. we go. I, I'm Cur- a smart ass on Twitter. That's all. Kirby, Kirby Matrix. D-O-T Matrix. Matrix. Yes, sir. Yes. At, 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 on Twitter that's right mm-hmm. um, and uh, we'll be back next week with Cloverfield and Danny Fernandez and uh, yeah so bye and bye. Uh, yeah bye jackpot <laughs>